Welcome to this month's Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of True Balance International and the Transformation Goddess Experience. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. And today, it's my pleasure and honor to introduce you to Jody Chapman. Jody is the author of the inspirational blog, Soul Speak, and the best-selling Soulful Journals series, co-authored with her husband, Dan Tech. I am so excited to have Jody with us today. You're going to love her energy and love her story. Welcome, Jody. Thank you so much, Shan. I'm really excited to be here today. In October of 2010, which is right around the time that you and I met, maybe a little bit after, you experienced a powerful spiritual awakening. And I would love for you to share more about this experience with, with our listeners. Oh my gosh, I would love to because my life, we wouldn't be talking right now. I wouldn't even be on the same sort of vibration if if this hadn't have happened to me. And so I'm, I'm definitely proof that awakenings do happen. And if you say yes and accept them into your life, your life can change so fast. So what happened to me is before this awakening, I was very closed off and just had gotten into the pattern of saying no to my life. And I felt very disconnected from myself. I Definitely, the word soul was not in my vocabulary. I didn't really even believe in a soul. Or if I did, I never really, I never just, I never thought about spirituality or what happens after we die or any of that. I was very skeptical and very isolated and felt very alone in a lot of ways. Even though I was happily married, I still felt this kind of void. And I think it was because I wasn't connected to the divine. I didn't have any spiritual connection. And so that was the before picture. (laughs) And what happened was I, it started with this dream and it was one of those dreams that you can't shake and they feel more real. And so in the dream, this faceless guy was, he held a gun to his head and he said, "I, I think if I pull the trigger, I won't die. And I was, of course, crying and begging him to put it down. And I said, I I think you're wrong. Please put the gun down. Give it to me. And he wouldn't. And he was laughing. And he said, I don't think we ever die. And he pulled the trigger. And he was right. He didn't die. He continued to laugh and was just joyous and said, you see, I told you, we never die. And... There was no blood, no pain. It was just, he was he was the same. He was fine. And so then I woke up, and I felt like this was, it was real somehow. And I couldn't figure out, you know, of course this didn't just happen. I mean, I was sleeping. So I went about my day. I got into the shower, and as I was shampooing my hair, and this is, where things get a little woo-woo. <laughs> so everybody brace yourself. Um, so I was in the shower shampooing my hair, and I felt this bump, exactly the size of a bullet, 
at the base of my skull. And it was exactly where the person in the dream, where the bullet had gone out his head. Wow. Yeah. And so my skeptical mind immediately comes up with an explanation and thinks, well, you must have just bumped your head when you were sleeping or, you know, maybe it's a bug bite or there's a million reasons why you could have this. Maybe you have a lymph node in your skull or something. Yeah, who knows, right? Yeah, just going through all of the possible explanations for this because it can't possibly be connected to this dream, right? Mm-hmm. Or can it? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, da da da. But um, so what happened was I just put it aside because that's what I did at that point in my life. If something supernatural or paranormal or unexplainable happened, I didn't deal with it. I didn't want to deal with it. And so I just pushed it aside, and at the time, I was running a gift business, and we were always really busy with orders. And so I had the valid excuse of just diving back into work and processing orders and and just going about my day uh-huh. and forgetting about this. And so later that day, I was on Facebook, and a high school friend posted, I'm so sad about Steve. Um, He died last night. And in that moment, I knew without, I don't know how I knew, but I knew that it was the Steve that I, he was my first love. And so Uh. we dated when we were in high school. And I just had a feeling that it was him. And I wrote to her and she confirmed it. But she didn't say right away how he died. She just said that he died at the lake the day before. And later that night, I found out that he had shot himself in the head the night before. Oh, my before. gosh. Yeah. And so that began just a real delving into all of the big questions. You know, I'd never had somebody close to me die before, especially in such a tragic way. And mm while we hadn't spoken in almost 20 years, it brought me right back to our time together and connected me with him again. And I I found out from his friends, you know, that he had, he had stopped living. You know, he was really depressed. And it just, it was, it was taking himself away from the pain was the only way that he could see out of it. And I couldn't imagine feeling that level of pain. Uh-uh. You know, and I've I've had really bad days. We all have. You know, where you go to bed and you wonder, like, why do I even bother getting up? But you always do. Right. And so it, it hurt me so much to think that he was in so much pain that he, he didn't want to get back up. That's such a powerful, powerful story. Well, and that's just the beginning, you know, and it's, I had no idea what my life was going to become because of him and because of his death, Um, because obviously I was grieving and trying to process all of this and feeling very connected to him, and then I started sensing him here yeah (laughs) (laughs) as a skeptic 
that just doesn't happen. That's not right. possible. He's he's dead, and that's it. And I didn't know what to do with that because I could feel him. I could hear his voice, and he would send me tangible objects. Um, like the first day that he died, I went back into the. We have a shipping room where we ship all of our products from, and so of course I went back to work to not deal with this. Right. And there was a cross pendant in the middle of the floor. And because I was a skeptic, I did not have any religious paraphernalia in my home. And that he, at least when I knew him, he was Catholic. And mm. and so I knew that this was from him. And these signs kept appearing. And I kept pushing him away. And thinking that I was maybe not going crazy, but just imagining things. Sure. You know, in in my time of grief. But but it continued. And so this went on for a year of him constantly sending me signs and me constantly dismissing them. (laughs) Finally, he broke through. (laughs) (laughs) It took a long time. (laughs) But his message was, you know, because it wasn't just to say, hi, how you doing? Yeah, it was such a beautiful message of of life and coming back to life. And he said, you know, I I couldn't hang, as what his words were, but you're not really living either. And, and that's not, I'm not okay with that, that I want to help you wake up. I want to help you come back to life because... Being alive and being on Earth is such a privilege and such a gift, and you chose to be here, and you've got things to do and love to share, and I want to help you wake back up so you can do that. That's that's it. That's the message. Like I said, I wouldn't be here talking with you. I wouldn't have even met you if this hadn't happened to me. I, I wasn't on that frequency at all. Tell me about a, a personal transformation you've experienced since then, or in the last 12 months, let's say, that has transformed your life even further. Definitely. And and as you know, we we always keep growing and learning. It never stops as long as we're alive. There's, you know, new lessons to learn. And so what happened was I was so excited once I realized that this journey with Steve was real. And, and, and that I was really feeling and experiencing these things. I dove in completely with unabandoned, you know, just gave everything to it and wanted to be the best messenger of love that I could. And, you know, my perfectionist side kicked in and my ego and I'm going to do it better than anyone has ever done it and reached more people than anyone has ever reached. <laughs> and I, I missed, you know, I missed the point, sort of. <laughs> so, and and that, those, these are my lessons to learn, that it's okay to, to not be the best and that it's not about being the best, it's about this message and helping whoever needs to hear it, hear it. And so over the last 12 months, um, as you know, I had my um, coming back to life e-course come out last fall and it was amazing and it was a beautiful experience 
but I gave it more than I had. Yeah. And what I mean by that is just I forgot about me in the process. I was so concerned with making sure everybody had every all of their needs met and then some, partly for them and partly for me because of the perfectionist side. Sure. I lost track of me and why I'm doing this and what the purpose of this is. And so over the last 12 months, I would say even just six months, I've gone back within and gotten that message clear within me again so that knowing that if I'm depleted and if I'm empty, I won't be able to do anything for anybody else. And we all know that. It's so easy to say that. Of course, fill up your own cup and then, you know, mm-hmm. do we actually, actually doing it is a very different thing. And so that's where I am now is my word. I always pick a word for the year. And this year it's nourish. And that's mm. the theme. Yeah. And it's to nourish myself before I nourish anybody else. And I used to think that that was selfish and that's not okay. You know, put yourself after you've taken care of, you know, my customers and just my family and my pets even. just. And then if there's time, right, you can take care of yourself. Yeah, and that, you know, that's something that I see so often with the women that, that I coach and that are in my circles, and it's something that we have to relearn because once upon a time, we knew how important compassionate self-care was, and somehow or another it got lost, and so it's such an honor and uh, a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness when a woman takes that back and understands that she deserves and allow, you know, allows herself to enjoy the bounty that surrounds her, that, that she can fill up her cup first. And, and to know that you're doing that is, is a beautiful thing because I've known you long enough to kind of watch you dive into that deep end and, mm-hmm. um, and then to witness you know, how you maneuvered through that. And, and I think with lots of grace and ease from, from this end and, and watching you grow your new blog and grow your new communities and, and all of your offerings, it's, I can see that you're infusing more self-care in what you're doing in just the short time that we've known each other. So bravo. Well, thank you. And I have to tell you that you have served as a beautiful model for me for self-care you really have even your autoresponder that I get when I email you that comes back and says I check email twice a day wow the first time I saw that I thought is that possible (laughs) and I love that that you're setting boundaries and that's one thing that I've been working on is setting clear boundaries and I don't have to be available 24-7 and it's okay the world will not stop exactly fall apart (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, you know, just because, just because we can communicate immediately on a various number of different platforms doesn't mean we have to. <laughs> doesn't mean we have to be tethered to our uh, technological lives. And I, I think that that's a big lesson for, for so many entrepreneurs and working women and um, that, that 
just because we have those things. You know, somehow or another, businesses operated just fine without immediate response back in the it's day, true. right? And I think, <laughs> you know, not to be, I mean, my whole world is about technology and connecting with people, but I think there's something healthy to be said about going back to a time where we had clear boundaries and where we went right. to work for certain hours of the day and then the rest of the day we spent with our family and with ourselves and filling up our own cup so that mm -hmm. when we went back to work the next day we had something to give right you know, and this is new terrain for all of us it really it's it's we're all still kind of figuring out how to make this work without completely burning out well and especially when you're involved in something that you love so much that it doesn't even feel like work and then you look up and you're like oh my goodness how did it get to be you know three o'clock in the afternoon already where did the time go I, yes I can relate to that completely <laughs> <laughs> and it it is it's a fine line because it's I absolutely am passionate about what I do and I know you are too and I don't think that any of us would choose this life if we weren't because it's it's just such a powerful way to live, but yeah. it can be draining if we don't set those boundaries. And so I have I just had a blog post um, a few weeks ago go up where I committed to unplugging completely from social media one day a week. And for those who aren't in this world, that might seem like big deal. But for me, I'm tied to social media and connecting with others so much that it's it's become very unbalanced for my, my own personal well-being. Right. You know, and I never want to resent it, and I never want to get to that point where it's a chore. I want uh -huh. to always embrace it and be excited about it and be present with it. And I knew that to do that, I was going to need to pull away. Good for you. I love knowing that you're doing that for yourself. You deserve it. Thank you. So tell me about some of your favorite sacred feminine rituals. I would say, and I don't know if this sounds feminine or not, but to me it's my favorite ritual, and that's writing. I kind of make it feminine when I do it. I, I'll tell you a little bit about what I do, because it is a ritual, and I'm not a very ritualistic person. But this, in this sense, I definitely am. Everything has to be the same each time. <laughs> so I even, I have this beautiful angel, um, and, and I think of her as my spirit guide, and her name is Sarah. And I wrapped Christmas lights around this frame that she's in. And the reason I did that is because when we had these lights around our Christmas tree this year, they're, they're not blinking lights, and all of a sudden, just randomly, if something was going on, a little extra charge spiritually in my world, they would start blinking. I just thought, okay, I've got to keep those. So when we took them off the tree, I wrapped them around this angel. So anyway, that's the first thing I do when I sit down to write, is I plug, plug Sarah in, I call it, and um, I light a candle. And I, I have these soul clarity cards that I created, and I always pull a card just to kind of get in touch with my soul and to see what does it want me to know right now. Uh -huh. And I sit with that for a few minutes and I just take a few deep breaths. And I open up a new file on my computer 
Oh, I should say the first thing I do before anything is I close the door to my office and I close the blinds because I don't want any energy coming in. Uh-huh. That's not, that's not mine. It's part of that setting boundaries. Uh-huh. And no no cats. I, I just, no other energy. It's just mine. And that's really important for somebody who's had a hard time with setting boundaries. Yeah. And so then I sit down at my computer and I close my eyes and I start writing, and I don't open them until I'm done. And that's not what everybody does. I realize that. But I feel like if I open my eyes and if I'm reading what I'm writing, I'm in my head. And then I start censoring. Uh-huh. I start thinking, oh, that's not quite, that's not really what you wanted to say. That's so, fascinating. I love, I love your favorite ritual around writing. That's beautiful. I, have you tried writing with your eyes closed before? I Typing, do. I, I do all of my writing freehand. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, because because the way that I don't censor myself is if I write, if I just allow, I have I have a a ritual similar similar to yours before I begin writing, and then I just let the pen fly, and mm. and if the pen isn't flying then chances are I'm not in the right space to be writing. And then I come back and make a little bit more sense of, of what's come together if I'm going to be sharing it, you know, as far as, because mm -hmm. there's nothing appropriate around, you know, the grammar or spelling or it, because right. I'm just flying. So then I, then I clean it up and, and let it sit and then come back to it and then determine whether or not it's something that, that I want to share. No, so I haven't. I'll I'll try and close my eyes and type. Um, I wonder um, what kind of a mess I would create with because I I don't think I look at the keyboard very often, but <laughs> I very well might. Always, yeah, there's always typos. I mean that that just is for sure. Just expect that there will be typos. Right, and then you can just fo <laughs> but you can still follow your. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really, really You're great. Welcome. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like that's the best way for me to connect with my soul because I am a writer and that is how, it's the easiest way for me to get right to that space of my essence and the divine within me uh -huh. is through words. And so it kind of, closing my eyes just bypasses my brain completely. Uh. Mm-hmm. That's and it really... might look silly, but the door is closed, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. It's it, that's yeah. your way, and that's. I think that when we realize that we we all have different ideas about what a sacred ritual is or what a sacred feminine, it doesn't. You know, whatever you want to label it, it's something yeah. that that we do. You know, before these interviews, I always do. Um, a grounding exercise and light a candle and oftentimes I'll even smudge the area so that again energetically it's a, a clean connection um, mm -hmm. today before you and I came together I was a little bit wonky because I, I didn't have as much spaciousness around our interview as I would like and mm -hmm. so even when like before we got on the phone and we were chit-chatting um, I could still feel like I needed to come back to that grounding place and I know what to do <laughs> and then do it and then all of a sudden you're like okay you know, I, I'm, I'm ready I'm, I'm present because yeah. of all of those other things that are pulling on us you know I've told you this before but I'll say it again that you are 
one of my best grounders. And so, <laughs> so I really, it, there's just something about you, your essence, your voice, your just you. Aw, thank you. It brings me right back to earth every time I talk to you. So thank you always for that. So one thing that I'm curious about that we haven't talked about offline or um, outside of this interview is um, I want to know a little bit more about your inspiration for your new Soul Shakers Mastermind Group. It sounds interesting and love, love, love for you to let us know a little bit more about that. Oh, I would be happy to. It's I'm really excited about it. The way it came to be is um, it started with actually about a year ago. Every time on Soul Speak, which is my blog, every time I would post something about um, dreams or helping people reach their dreams, there was always this really positive energy around it. And really a lot of people would get involved and comment and share their dreams because we all have a dream inside of us. And we're, we all have a purpose that we want to share. Sometimes we're just afraid to actually get out there and do it. And I can definitely relate to how that feels. Um, and so that was part of it. It just kind of was sitting in the back of my mind, like, I want to do something with this dreaming and helping people soar into their dreams. And then after the Coming Back to Life e-course started last fall, um, a few of us wanted to continue it for longer and help each other keep waking up and, and reaching our dreams. And so we meet once a week on Skype, and it's been wonderful. And it at the beginning of each month, we share our dream and our accountability for that month of what's going to help lead us closer to it. And I thought, why am I just limiting this to people who had already taken the e-course? And, you know, why don't I open it up to my entire community and help people who are really ready because it's it's got to be somebody who is willing to invest in their self with, in time and money and they're ready to be a part of a group who wants to support them because I feel like before my awakening I was trying to, to do everything alone and it wasn't getting me anywhere. And right. What I realized is with community and when you open yourself up to the support of others you can soar so much e more easily. And so that's what a mastermind can do. It's you feed off of each other. And I've seen that in, in my own group that I'm running. And so I wanted to help people reach their dream in a group environment, and I'm so excited about it. So I called it Soul Shakers because we're the movers and shakers, but we're coming from our soul. And like you said, this this place of being grounded and just being a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. So I'm, I'm just so excited about it. Oh, congratulations. It sounds perfectly nummy. I'm certain that whomever signs up is going to be very happy. And I love the name Soul Shakers. I love that you are going to take things in, in a new direction with the, the circles that you facilitate and are a part of and and do so in this way and help people reach their dreams and know that they're supported, that they have this circle of energy and, and people who are, who have a similar mission in their lives. And mm, so exactly. best of, best of luck to you on that for sure. Oh, thank you so much. You have a special offer for our listeners for this group, don't you? 
I do. I'd I do. love I... tell me about that and how um, how people can take advantage of the new Soul Shakers Mastermind. I would love to. The offer that I have is an ebook that includes a hundred soulful prompts, and so that will definitely keep you busy with your writing practice for a long time. And it's a fun way to get in touch with your soul. Um, a lot of times, uh, it's you're not sure when you sit down what to write about, and sometimes that you can put pressure on yourself. And what this book does is it gives you the prompts as starting board, and you can just sit down and. Like one of the prompts is what makes your soul sing. And you can just take off from there. And it, so it's not so intimidating. And it's a really fun way to connect with your soul. It's called Journaling from the Soul. And I think, Shan, you'll have the link where they can just click and, and be on their way. It's, it's an offer that I'm really excited to give you because I believe that, for me at least, that's the best, easiest way for me to get in touch with my own soul is through writing. And your journaling prompts are amazing, and anyone that that um, signs up for this is going to be pleasantly surprised with this offer for sure. Soul Shakers is I, uh, Shan. I think you'll also have the link for that. And if I will, you, we're going to start at the end of this month, and so it's limited to just eight people. And so definitely, if it's something, go through and read through it all, and. See all the fun details about it, and if it resonates with you, I would love for you to be a part of it. Um, there's also a special offer where if you sign up through Shan, and just all you have to do is just put Shan's name in, when you check out, you'll also get a free one-on-one -on -one dream planning session with me, which is an hour-long session where we'll dive into your specific dream and come up with an action plan to help you realize it. Wow. That is, just that free gift alone is, is such a value to be able to connect with you in that way. And I feel blessed that I get to connect with you quite often. And <laughs> I, hope, I hope some of our listeners get to, uh, to do that as well. And especially, well, you know, the thing is, is especially if you've been thinking about a mastermind, and, but yet you don't want it to be a real stiff, um, what's your business plan type of a thing. Oh. And... <laughs> <laughs> to you know, to do that, it's it's uh, and then to get the the one on one session as well. It's always good to to get to know the facilitator of a group and and to be able to do that kind of planning um, in tandem with a mastermind is is really cool. So thanks for that offer. That's awesome. Oh, you're definitely welcome. I'm really I'm so excited to see who joins and to see what their dreams are because that's the exciting part is. You know, hearing their dream and then actually seeing them realize it is just beyond words. It's, it's just wonderful. Mm. Well, we are coming um, to the end of our interview already. It's just gone by so quickly. Um, I'd love to know if, if there's anything else you'd like to share with us before I turn you loose. I definitely, um, it's funny because before... I, it, like you, I have my own sort of, I guess I do have a lot of rituals and I just don't think of them that way. Before we sat down, I pulled a soul clarity card, which I do before any call, just to kind of see, set the tone. And I'll read it to you here. It's, the card is, be still. It's in the stillness that you speak directly to your soul. Go there, be there. I would love to leave everybody with 
the just gift of giving yourself this this present of being still and being present is just a beautiful way to live and we often think that it's sort of frivolous and we don't have time but it's funny how time expands when you make time to expand oh um, yeah yeah i don't know if that even makes sense but it's just when you oh just breathe and get quiet and be fully present in your moment whatever that moment is mm. time expands it's it's a beautiful way to live and so that's the gift that i feel like i was meant to share because that's the card that came up and i trust these these cards immensely so mm, thank you so much for that beautiful sharing and thank you for making time to come and share your story with us today and anybody listening is welcome to find um, Jody's incredible blog, Soul Speak. All you have to do is is type in jodychapman.com and you will be taken right to the Soul Speak blog. And you can also check out her best-selling Soulful Journal series, as well as take advantage of her free offer and special offering on her brand new Soul Shakers Mastermind Group. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jody. Oh, thank you so much for, for asking me to be here, Shan. I'm, it's always an honor to talk with you. Well, until we speak again, I wish you all the best. You too. Thanks for listening. You're invited to visit TransformationGoddess.com to receive Shan's enchanting four-part audio series for supportive practices to awaken your inner goddess.